This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All those watching, so tonight one of the boys challenged me that maybe what the Kavayosha says, because tonight we're learning Kavayosha. Chaim Telman Shalom. We're going to be drinking a lot of water tonight. Someone challenged me to drink three bottles of water on the screen. He's going to give a lot of mo- a lot of money to the ranch, so the horses will always have water. So he said, "Is it true?" Because last week we spoke about Kaba Yasha. Is everything in the Kaba Yasha true? Challenging the rabbi. I want to read you. I want to read you. Sefer Kaba Yasha, who Sefer Nechmod. It's a safe nechvet for the the soul, the body, and the neshama. And a person who learns in it from day to day. His heart, his soul, will be as bright as the sun. Okay. Now, let's just talk about about the haskamas in here, but. Let's see what it says. Okay. All those Africans, tonight I'm going to really say, uh, last week we said a fascinating story, but tonight we're going to learn a lot of Kabayasha, so this is very important. You ready? Baal Priyamagodim, Kosav, Hanechmad Kabayasha, Sefer Refuis Hanefesh. The Primagodim said that the Sefer of Kabayasha is a book that will heal your soul. Merapel in the Shama Baguf, and your body. Shekol Devarav Nemaram Bahasechul Umusa. Okay? The Noyam Eli Melech Melazinsk, Hayashagabafiv, it was continuous in his mouth, Hasefer Kodesh, this holy Sefer, Kabayashav, Alamad Vachazav Olav Ad Kuf Beish Pa'amim. He learned the Kabayashar, the Rav Noyam Eli Melech, 102 times. He chazered it 102 times. Yeah? What does your wife think of Noyam Eli Melech? Rabbi. She's got a problem with the name of Melech? Okay, you have a problem with the Melech? We'll try this. Hachidah! Maske Rabbis Bisvaros is different from Amachaba. The Chidah brings down the Kaba Yosha many times in the Sefer. Melech's all of Kisef Moelios Hashem. It's a Sefer that opens up your fear of Hashem. Humatsui al Shulchanai. It was always, the Kaba Yosha was always found on the table of the Chidah, the Asis Horatzan, in the time of need. He always had that Sefer. The cousin Samagid, the cousin Samagid, who I believe was a Talmud of the Baal Shem Tov, when you learn something from the Zoya that's, that's brought down in the Kavayasha, you ready for this? Tell this to your wife. Yasom is sugar, it's more sure, this Iris me much learning the Sefer Hazaya Atzmai. It, if you learn a Zoya that's brought down by the Kavayasha, it's much more possible that it will open up your soul than if you learned the Zoya in the Zoya. Hello? Any other questions? Okay, those are Hasidim. And those are Mekubalim. Chassam Seifer wrote in his will said that even girls, women, should learn in their generation, should learn, for example, they should learn the Kazayasha. Okay? Enough? Any more quotes you need? Okay. So we know now that Kaviyasha Chida, Naimali Melech, Zinsk, all these, all these other person, people, some safer. So by them, this is a Kaddish ticket safer. So I guess it's the stuff that's in it is pretty true. Because these were not game players. Alright, but before, it happens to be we're learning Kaviyasha tonight. Before we learn Kaviyasha, so last night I spoke, I'm saying it over again because last night's speech is not on, um, on, uh, It was in Boston. Um, so some of it I'm going to say over tonight. And, um, what? How'd you get it? Oh, that's so nice of them, because they like to sell their copies and stuff. 
Okay, so who all those who have it on Torah anytime, we're gonna we're gonna learn tonight the Kava Yashar in full that I didn't learn last night. Okay, and there's a couple of little things I want to add, but let's let's just go very fast. Um, in the Mishnah, the Mishnah says so. It was it was Aradakoyin's Yorzeit is Ruish Chodesh Ador, which was on uh, Monday. Which Chodesh El? I'm sorry, not El of. Which Chodesh of? It's the only Yorzeit. That it says in the Torah. It says, on the first day of the fifth month, Aaron died. It doesn't say when Moshe died, it doesn't say when Avram died, Yosef, Yaakov, Yosef, Moshe, Yosef, David, it doesn't say when they died, but it says specifically in the Torah that Aaron died. So I want to talk about Allah, and everyone knows what does it say in the Mishnah. Hillel v'shamay kiblu mehem. Hillel omeh, habi mitamidav shal Aaron. You should be from the students of Aaron. What is that students of Aaron? So it doesn't say you should be, very interesting, I want to tell you something very interesting. Because it has to do with all you guys. There's a Mishnah um, in Pirkei Avos that says, what is the difference between the Talmidim of Avraham and the Talmidim of Bilam? And then the Mishnah goes into what's, what's the difference between the two. So everybody asks, why does it say, what's the difference between Avraham and Bilam? <laughs> Talmidim of Avraham? What's the difference between Avraham and Bilam? Want to see that Mishnah inside? Let's go find the Mishnah. Yeah, but you should say, what's the difference between Avram and Bilam, right? So I'm going to tell you, hold on. It's very important to my boys and the girls that I teach, what I'm about to tell you. Let's look fast, let's look fast. I think it's in Perak. Ma, Ben, tell me them. I know it's in this part of uh, 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 It's not there. Uh, All those that are watching the show, you have two minutes now. You can take a drink, take a bite into the apple, make a bracha. While Rabbi Watson is looking. Ah, Ben. Anyone who has these three things is from the Talmud of Ravino. What are they? Person who's uh, an honor, is modest, benefits should follow. Also, a type of modesty. That's Talmud of Ravino. I am raw, bad. I will give away a big shot. Never should cover big. So Talmud of So ma. In this world and in the next world, but I'm going to the Gehenna. In this world, there's no Gehenna. So, so the question is, why doesn't it say Sheshdrum Halalu are Midas of Aramavinu, Sheshdrum Acherim are Midas of Bilam Arasha? Why tell me them? So you know what the terrace is? Kasha is boys and girls. You can't really tell from the Revy if he's real or not. Because you don't know what's going on behind doors. If you want to know if the Revy is real or not, look at his students. If the students are good, the Revy's good. If the students are bad, the Revy's bad. So the mission is not saying look at Avram Avinu and look at Bilam. It says look who came from Avram Avinu and look who came from Bilam. Bilam all his Talmudim were Rishayim, and Abraham all his Talmudim were Tzadikim. So if you guys don't do the right thing, that means I'm not the right thing. Why are you laughing? Because you're not doing the right thing? So you represent me. At the end of the day, you don't know what I do behind closed doors, but if my Talmudim are good, then the Rebbe has to be good. If you want to know if Avram Avinu was really good, look who came out of him. If you want to know if Bilam was really bad, look who came out of him. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't supposed to speak about that tonight, but I just want you to know that. Okay. Anyway, Hillel Shammai Kibbutz Mehem, Hillel Shammai. Learned from the Rebbe's, right? Avtalian. What did they learn? Hillel Oimer, having me Talmidov Shalaharain. You should be a Talmud of Aaron. Again, see? It doesn't say you should be Aaron. The Talmud of Aaron. 
I have shalom, you should love peace. A lot of people who love peace, they don't, but they don't, they don't, they don't, they love peace and they hate fighting, but they don't do anything to change it. In other words, they see two guys fighting, they're like, I love peace, I hate, I hate fighting, it makes me very nervous. I happen to hate fighting. It makes me very nervous. So, so, you know, sometimes with, with your wife, you can't win because she wants to start a fight, or not your wife, but a wife wants to start a fight, and the guy doesn't fight back. He's like, you don't even love me enough to fight with me. He's just not going to win. Um, so, how you tell me the shalom? But so, but that's not enough, because a lot of people. Lo- I love peace. I love when people like each other. Peace on the world. You can be a hippie. You could live in the sixties. You could have been by Woodstock. Yo, peace sign. Yo, man, peace. I lived in those days. Yo, everyone was. Yo, man, peace. But they didn't do anything to make peace. Just the opposite. They, they rioted <coughs> in, on the Vietnam War. They had all the peace signs. Everyone's carrying a peace sign. They're rioting. <laughs> they were going through stores, burning them down. Peace, man. Right? So that, you could love peace, but if you, don't, you have to do something about it. So, Oye of Shalom is great. But right of Shalom, you have to run and to do Shalom. We're going to see soon in the Bartanura what that means. Oye of Shabrios. You should love the Brios. Umekarvin Latira. What's the true love of a Jew to another Jew? I spoke about this last night. Not buying him traits for things because he wants traits. Not helping him do Aveus and buying him drugs or buying him pants or buying him anything that he wants. That's not shalom and that's not love. Love is when you bring them closer to Hashem. When you buy them tzitzes and you buy them a yarmulke and you buy her a nice long skirt and you buy her a tehillim and you buy them something that's going to bring them to Ganeda and the Olam Haba chas v'shalom that a Jew should buy another Jew tray for anything of that sort. So, he's very clear that what does it mean to love someone? What's the correct parenting? The correct love of a human being to another one? It's one thing. It's one thing. That's it. Don't try to figure out all kinds of other stuff what it means to love another Jew. What it means to love, 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 to love another Jew is to bring him close to Hashem. At the end of the day, because that kid wants trafe, you buy him trafe. So even though you're becoming his friend, right? He loves me now. I'm buying him all this stuff that's bad stuff for him. I bought him a, an iPhone, a movie theater. I'm taking him to the movies, whatever he wants. I'm helping him out. In the end, yeah, yeah, you're helping him in this world. But the world to come is where he's going to live forever. And Mashiach's going to come. It's going to be in Elam Haba. But if he's Malay Averis, he's not going there. So it's very nice. You may have made him happy for 30 years in, his, in, the, in the physical world, but in the spiritual world, you killed him. And that's the real world. So, so he's very, very clear, and he says, you, want, you really love someone? You, you think by helping him doing that very, you love him? No. You think introducing him into bad things, you love him? No. The only thing that shows that you love him is the Kavan Latara. Let's see what the Bachanura says. Why? Umakavim means and bring them to the Torah. Isn't that what Oivis Abrios is though? No, he's saying Oivis Abrios. You want to love, you want to love the Brio, bring them to, bring them to the, bring them to, bring them close to the Torah. Let's see what the Batanura says. Batanura is very interesting. In the Ovest of Nassim it says, Kate said, you are an Oyev Shalom. How did Aaron love Shalom? What does that mean? When he saw two people, they were fighting. He would go to each friend without telling the friend. And he would say to the one friend who was fighting with the other friend, I met your friend and you don't understand how he feels so Bad umakes atzmai, and he's killing himself. Expression al that he hurt you. So he would tell you, I know that you got into an argument with him. I'm telling you, I was with him today. He is so upset what he did to you. He just wants to ask you mechila. He loves you, really? Yeah, but it's not true what Aaron said. Then he went to him. He said, Oh, I met him. I met your friend today. He's so upset. They had a fight with you. He wants to ask you mechila. When Aaron pulled back, he let the two of you meet each other. And you're like, hey, don't worry about it. I'm Michael you. And he's like, 
No, no, don't, you don't worry about it. I'm more chiyu. Meanwhile, they never said to Aaron Akain that they knew what a mechila. He made it up. But that's how he made peace. Oh. So, who omalish, uh, avayalechel to simcholo, I should come to you and ask you mechila. We talk about how you play games over there. When they met each other, Hoyam and Nashkin they kissed each other. Wow. Okay. Now listen to this. This is amazing. So you see, hello? You see, hello? Hello, Reva. You asked me a question. So you, he's asking about Tanura. How, how, how did he bring the Brios to the Torah? So it means that the Batanu is putting them together. All you have to say, Brios, Makam, He's asking a question. He's saying, right, how did he bring Ketzad, how you makarev, and said, Brios, the Torah, right? How did he bring them? He said that, all you have to say, Brios, Makam, Torah. How did he do that? So he knew that a guy did a big Avera. So, how you mischabo, boy, he ran over to him. Give him a hug, give him a kiss. Umarulay put him to the high And he smiled at him. So the person who did the big Aveir was like, oh, oh, I, I'm very embarrassed. If this Tzadik would know what I do behind, he would know that? He would run away from me. Since the Tzadik showed him a lot of love, right? So he feels bad that this Tzadik is so cuttish, I'm so tummy. How can I? He doesn't know what I'm doing. If you knew what I was doing, he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't, even, he wouldn't even talk to me. Oh my gosh, I have to change. So by setting an example, right, the guy is embarrassed from his Rebbe. My Rebbe loves me. He's so good to me if he only knew what I was doing. So he changes. You hear? Okay. Now, let's look at the Tesis Yantus. The creation of Hashem, Therefore, just because Hashem created them, you should love them. It should be only for that reason. Yeah? Not because they give you, they, you need them for something. You should love them. It's Hashem's creation. <gasps> wow. Hashem's creation, I have to love it. Rukhavan Latar, Dr. Taisi Santif. So the Rav said before the Rav Tanur said that if you're a big tzaddik, you should become friendly with the guy who's doing the Avera and show him a big smile. He says, I don't understand that. Right? It says, but Natal Rebeli says, You should become close to Russia. He says, Many people did chew on their sins. Aaron was walking on the street. He met a man that was a Russia. Nothing like Shalom. Then he gave him Shalom Aleichem. How are you? The next day, this man wanted to do another Avera. Oh my gosh. I'm going to meet Aaron again. I'm going to be embarrassed. He's going to say Shalom Aleichem again. Therefore, he will not do the Avera. And therefore, says the Rambam, Aaron always said Shalom first. It doesn't work. This whole thing doesn't work. It's a tzad. He doesn't say Shalom Aleichem to the guy who did the Avera. So Aaron was very careful. He said Shalom to everybody. And they felt bad. They felt bad. Sadiqim can see things. And Neshama see things. So they, it's, like, it's like sometimes you feel like the tzaddik's looking right through you. Like, like I have friends that don't, they won't go to Mekubalim. Like, oh. He can see right through me. I'm scared. I'm like, Hashem knows what you did. What are you scared about? You know what you did. Chuba. Like, what are you scared of a human being for? I'm going to say, what's uh-oh? Always guys come into Ragnil and they say, can I take a picture? Can I take a picture? Because like, Rodan Avatar doesn't let. Because it takes a little bit of the tell him of the person away. So he's very against, you know, to take pictures of him. So, uh, <laughs> I'm standing with the way You take, you might tell him, two cameras. Like, ah! But anyway, um, 
so when I got Leo, they always come in like, uh, do you mind if I take pictures? He goes, your pictures, you can take all you want. I'm not scared of, I'm scared of those pictures. Shemayim's taking pictures. Those pictures I'm scared of. Your pictures I'm not scared of. Always says that. Why are you scared of Hashem? He knows what you're doing also, right? Okay. What? Yeah, I said it last night. We don't need to say this tonight. We said it last night. Okay. Let's take a look at Membov. It's the first Israel. Membov. Let's see if he says anything on this. No. Okay. All right. So you hear what he's saying here? He's saying that if you love someone, you're going to bring him close to Hashem. You're not going to help him get away from Hashem. That's true love. Now, we're going to learn the Kabayosha, which we did not learn last night, word for word. Listen to this very carefully. It's very connected to this Mishnah. And very connected why I am very anti-helping kids do Averis. Because the Mishnah says... The real Ava, to love someone, it's a shortcut. Guys, it's a shortcut. I told someone today. Many, I'm not going to say many, but some rabbi make the mistake that on Shabbos, when they invite kids from the yeshiva or they tell me them to the house, they have a lot of whiskey at the table. They give them a lot to drink. They go to the Rebbe's house to get good, good, to get good and drunk, right? And I'm very anti that. But Lemaisa, it's very, it's very easy to make a relationship with someone if you give them whatever they want. What, the work that I have to do, I have to say no and get you to love me. It's very hard to say no to someone and then get them to love you. It's very easy if you say, hey, buy me a car. Sure, if I buy you a car, you're going to like me. And I don't have to do much work. And if you come to my house and I'm your Rebbe, and I get you blitzed every Shabbos, and I get you Cholent and Kugel and Kishka, and Johnny Walker Blue and all that, of course you're going to love me. And everyone's going to walk around, oh, Rabbi Wallstein, I love him, he's the best Rebbe in the world. He gives me good scotch. You don't say that, but right. But to say no, for kids to come to your house and you're a Rebbe, and there's no alcohol on the table. There's no alcohol on the table whatsoever on Shabbos. And it's about learning and zmiras and, lo- and, and to get those kids to love you and you say no. Well, Rebbe, I want to bring my own bottle for Shabbos. You say no, I don't have alcohol in my house. Right? And they still love you. It's very hard work. So it's a shortcut. It's a big shortcut to give everyone whatever they want. Of course they're going to love me. You think there'd be an atheist in the world if God said, oh, you want chazer? You want to go to Hamburg and get cheeseburgers? Not only let you eat cheeseburgers, I don't mind, but I'm going to buy them for you. And I'm going to help you digest them. So, of course, you think there'd be an atheist in the world? If God said you could all do whatever you want, any girl you want, any drink you want, you think anyone in this world would be an atheist? You could do whatever you want, whenever you want. Not only that, Hashem's going to give it to you? Where do you see that in the Torah anywhere? Hashem says, you do this, hereg. Chereg, Skila, Malchus. What do you mean, Hashem? What is this business? What are you talking about? What kind of, what kind of parent are you? You should give me whatever I want, whenever I want. And Hashem's like, that, that's not how I run my world. You have to love me, even though you have 613 mitzvahs. Even though you have all those restrictions that you have. That's a real relationship. And that's what the mission says. The mission says, the real relationship, if you really love someone, in the end, is because you made them from because you gave them Shabbos, because you bought them a period scissors, it's because Mechavim Latayra. Now, that's Mishnah. Now we're going to see how the Kaviyasha talks about it. Kaviyasha says the following, I did not learn, the, I learned a little piece of it last night, but tonight I'm going to learn the whole thing. And this is what he says, I know that I lose you when I look into a safer, but I don't know it by heart. Right? We know, in the Varm it says, you should love your friend, like yourself. Amar Rabbeinu Zechoyin Levracha in Teras Kahanim Pasuk Kedoshim. Zehu Apatim Shul Klagol Batayra. That's the Klagol Batayra. The Ein Lucha Ahav Yosef 
There's no greater love. You hear what he's saying? There's no greater love. That when someone sees another one, another Jew doing something wrong, and he's doing a certain sin, you have to warn him about what he's doing. You have to discipline him. Why? The souls of Klai Yisrael are tied to, to each other. A person who understands the punishments of the next world. He understands how the, the Shama, once it leaves the body, the punishment that it's going to get in the next world. You got to tell your friend about the consequence. You can't tell him it's okay. Don't worry about it. Tell your Mechal Shabbos. Don't worry about it. No, you got to warn him what's going to happen in the next world. Maybe if you warn him, you'll be Zaycha, then he's going to change. And he's going to do tshuva. And here in this parak, I'm going to write a little bit about the punishment of the soul. When a person is poigim his neshama in this world, da, you need to know, says the Kabayasha. But the air, the atmosphere, the air of this world, it is full of souls of human beings who can't come to their resting place. But down in the Eme Kamelech, that the students of the Arizal, they saw, they said, witness, on their Rebbe the Ari, he said to his Talmidim, do you should know, that the air, the atmosphere of this world, is full of souls that were pushed out of the other world. They don't even go to Gehenna. They can't come to rest. It was one time the Arizal went out. They went to Lintar in the field. And he saw that all the trees, the trees were full of souls with above an ability to count. He saw all the souls that were on the field. And also on the water, there were thousands of souls. So the Rizal asked these souls, what are you doing in the trees? You should be in Shemayim. What are you doing on the water? What are you doing in the field? What are you guys doing here? They shivu, they answered him. When they came to the next world, and they came to the curtain where they come into the next world, they were pushed out. Because they never did shuv on their sins. And they themselves stopped their friends from doing shuv. They didn't tell their friends and now they're lost in the land, in the sky. They cried, and then the Shamas cried. And now they heard a Baskal, that was going through the whole world. There is one human being in the world, called who can help these souls that are lost. And therefore, these Nishamas are talking to the reason. They said, that, you know why we're here? In the trees, in the water, and on the ground? Because we knew you were here. And we heard from Abbasco that you could save us. We're begging you. Please have pity on us. So we could go to the next world and rest. We shouldn't go through this kind of pain. If Tiach Arizal and the Arizal promised, last I said to Batsamash, whoever he said, I'm going to do whatever I can. The Sipakach Arizal told me that he told him the story. He rushed Arizal Shalom Shavu Leili Mishal Mihayumai Shavak Kan Lishaynai. His Tavidim saw him talking to the tree. They saw the Arizal talking to the tree, but they couldn't see anybody in the tree. So they asked him, "Who are you talking to? You're talking to a tree." So that's when he told them, "No, no, no, it's not a tree." I'm talking to the Nishamas in the tree. And in his writings, that Rizal said that the Tzaddik could bring up these Nishamas, if the Tzaddik davens his Kavana, 
His tefillah will go on the kitzur kavod. And and through this tefillah, many souls Many of these souls that are lost, they hide in the tefillah of the tzaddik that goes to shemayim, and that's how they that's how they get into shemayim. The prayer of a, of a poor person, it, it wraps, it wraps around. They hide themselves in the tefillah of the poor person. There's no tefillah that Hashem loves more than the tefillah of a broken man, of a poor man. There's this great fire that when the tefillah goes up around the tefillah of the tzaddik and the poor person, it's wrapped in a huge fire by sitra achra and the other side, the bad side, they're skin of the fire. So they don't go close to the tefillah of the poor person and the tzaddik. Okay. So they escape the dark side and they hide themselves in the tefillah. When the tzaddik dies, to go to Ganeidim, we learned it last week, remember? The bridge, he had to go over the bridge of Gehenim. While he's going over the bridge, he's asking by Nishamas, he grabs Nishamas, we learned about it last week, right? He grabs Nishamas, and he brings them with him. So he tells the story. It's in, it's in a sefer called Ola Tzadikim. One of the Tamid of the Rizal is a Chavir. She called Erev Shabbos. Every Erev Shabbos, they used to sing, Rabbi Alkabetz used to go with them, and they used to sing the outside of Tvas. And one time, the Rizal revealed the, the, the miracle, what he saw, what he saw when he went out there for Shabbos and Tvas. He was standing on top of the mountain. It was outside the city. I don't know if you were there. I was just there. If you stand on top, you see the whole um, the whole graveyard, graveyard of, of all the people that were, that were buried in Tzvaz. should be rebuilt. He saw many, many Armies of souls that were going out of their kvarim on Shabbos, Arab Shabbos, to go to Ganed and Shamala. And he saw many, many Nishamas, Le'ein Mithmash, the other connect them. And he saw many Nishamas going to meet them. He saw them going up to Shemayim. And he said that to El Gadol, it's feel of a tzaddik. There's no bigger chesed that when you dive in, you're able to help an neshama nebuch that is lost. We're going to talk about this in a minute. Even though we're not on that level, right? Halavai, the Atfila, he's writing about himself, would have any tailors at all, right? He should, you should have them in your tailors. And he says, there's a tefillah that we say about Hashivenu that you should add. He wrote them all for Necha Hashem Elokeinu Elokeinu Elokeinu. Shetachta Chetira Tachas Mekisa Kledecha. The Chuvas Plenty will bend plainness. And you'd say the name of the person. And everyone who does that various, you hope Ach Lavam Lasser Yitzach Malay Rishalem. And then you say Hachlem Shushalem Haritzav Chuvah. So it's very interesting because many of us have in our Sederim. There's many girls. If you open up the city, you see hundreds of names of people that are sick. Hundreds of names of the people that are sick. Does anybody have in their sitter names of people who are off the derech? Names of kids that are struggling with eating kosher, staying away from girls, keeping Shabbos. There's a Zayar Pasha's Truma. I spoke about it last night. I had an argument with one of, a friend of mine that I was going to for tzedakah. And I told him there's a, there's a, there's a Zayar in Pashat Truma that says, if you have a person who's starving to death, and you have a kid that's being Machal Shabbos and he's totally off the derech, and you can only save one, which one do you save? You would say the guy who's dying from food. 
says the Zayar, no. The guy who's dying from food, let him die. He's going to die. He's going to go to the next world. He's going to go to Eden. But the guy that's off the derech, he belongs to the Sitra Achra. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu's child. And this child is not even going to get into Gehenna. He's going to be cut off from everything. Forever. There's no, there's no Elam Habma. There's no guy in Eden. He's going to be cut off forever. And Hashem's going to have to watch his child be cut away from him. We know what people will do just to get a hello from their child. They'll give up everything they believe in. They'll do anything for their kid. Can you imagine the pain of a Baruch Hu when one of his children belongs to the other side? And he's not even, he can't even get into it cleaned up so that he can be by Hashem. Says the Zayah, I showed it to him. Says the Zayah, Pashat Truma, save the child from the dark king and bring him back to Hashem. The Ani who died from hunger, he'll go to Ganeiden. But the other one's going to be forever, ever, for infinite, forever, away from Hashem. Kares, ripped away from Hashem. My friend said it's impossible. It's impossible, you don't know what you're talking about. Two weeks before he died, I met him in a shul, and I opened up the Zaya, and I showed it to him. And he flipped out. He said, I, I would ne- never would have believed this. I can't understand how he could say this. The guy's dying, and you let him die. Well, Zaya says very clearly, save the soul. The body, okay, that person will go to Ganadin, don't worry about him. Save the soul. Okay, it's a hard thing to understand how to put it into practice, whatever it is, but Lamaik said that's what he writes. And this is what he's saying over here. He's saying at the end of the day, it's very nice that you have all these treatments for sick people. If they die, what's going to happen? They're going to go to Ganadin. But the guy down your block that's sleeping with Goyim and eating treif and being Machal Shabbos, he's cut away forever. Forever. Why isn't he in your sitter? Maybe they're going to ask you after 120 years, do you know this boy's mother's name? You're going to say, I, no. You knew there was a boy down your block or a girl down your block that's Machal Shabbos doing every Avera. You never got his mother's name to dance for him? We, we have to have lists of names in our sedurim to pray for of kids that are off the derech. They're in much bigger trouble than the guy who's dying from cancer. He shouldn't die. Your tool should be accepted. But if he dies, he's going to Ganeiden. He's going to be in the Ziv HaShchina. They're cut out forever. How come we don't have lists in our Sidurim of children that are off the Darach? How could you not know your cousin who's off the Darach, who's not keeping Shabbos, she's on the phone on Shabbos, how can you not know her mother's name? How do you not be davening in Atachem Adat Hashem, put it in her brain, or Hashivenu, or Slach Lanu, how can you not be saying that name? It's very nice for Feinu, you have a whole list. But that's, that's 70 years, 80 years, 90 years. The extent of the person living, 100 years. This is 1,000 years, 2,000 years, 10,000 years. I don't know how, what, Oilam Hava? No Oilam Hava? How, how can we not be down with her? How can you not know her name? There's a girl that calls me every single day. She wants names. She goes on my ranch. Just give me names, give me names. I want a down for them. We need to have lists of, of, of all the people that we know that are Mechal Shabbos and not keeping whatever it is. The Hashem should have pity on them. He should bring them back. Hashibainu, Stachlanu, forgive them. Atachamadas, put in their head the right das to do the right thing. How can we only, we only down for the sick, physically sick? What about the spiritually sick? So there's a tefillah in Hashibainu that a person can say specifically to bring people back. Okay. What else does he say? He says, another thing a person has to be, he says, that you have to be, your heart and your mouth have to be equal. In other words, you can't say things and not, and be lying inside your heart. He says, people like that end up with children that are kaifrim. You have to be, you have to be one and one. Okay. Huh? Practice what you preach, exactly. That was echoing back to what we said earlier about being with a reliable rabbi or five to work with somebody. Right, 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 right. Does that apply to parents, I guess, as well? It's hard to say, but you can't really... No, it doesn't apply to parents. You can do your best job and have five kids and one, same job there and one kid goes off. I guess also by a rabbi, if you have one kid that's off, doesn't mean the rabbi's off, but if you see all these guys... One of the derech, there's something very wrong. Very, very, very wrong. 
No, so if you have all the kids that are on, you have one pair. If all the kids are off, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, there's neshamis, there's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. But if a person's derech is, derech is producing people who are apikarsim, then he's no good. You see, if Talmidim are apikarsim, he's an apikars. Bilam's Talmidim Talmid were like him, so he, he's a Russia. They were Rosham, he's a Russia. Ramavino were Balik Sadam. What? They, they were tzaddikim. They made a mistake. They were not Rosham. Nobody called them Rosham. They didn't give cover to each other. They were not. They were not Rosham. They made a mistake. On their level, on our level, we wouldn't have had that problem. I, I, there, was, there was a flaw there. I don't know what the flaw was. I never really looked into it. There was a flaw there for sure. 24,000 Talmudim died. I don't know if there was a key flaw, what the flaw was, but there was a flaw. And then you see the next Talmudim of his brought, brought, brought Tyra to the world. I don't know if it was Tully or Rebbe Akiva. What? You want to say they had a flaw and the flaw? I don't know. you a good question. I don't know why his Talmudim went, went, made that mistake. I think there was some judge on a hairline. He was judged on a very high level. I think regular people would not have been judged like that, but for the, his Talmudim, maybe it's just the opposite. You had a Rebbe like Rebbe Akiva, and you didn't give cover to each other. On that level of having such a Rebbe, you had to be able to give cover to you know, He was the one that said, So you guys are chayev, because I gave you a Rebbe, Hashem gave them a Rebbe on such a level, and you didn't pick up on it? No good. Yeah, but the way you were saying is that, that if, if all the Talibim are bad, then the flaws in the Rebbe... Right, I can't say that about Rebbe Akiva. You have, you have to look into what the flaw was over there. There was also saying that, um, giving that example of Ati Kursus, which is a very extreme example, to be a little bit less extreme as well. We have one Rebbe who the kids are flourishing in the classroom, and you have another Rebbe who can't get the class to... No, because they're... Cla- of, his, a, a piece of... No, his class might be much rougher, much tougher, much more less interesting. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Akenis Eruz Eru, wake up, wake up, Achai Vareyai, my brothers, my friends. Lasaj Kolechar Rechik Kfi Cholta Chubiktana, do some chuva. Lahabas and Maisim Toyva Chayolam Yagri Latoyva, Lasaj Kabana, Dam with Kabana, Vispala Chabera Vendaman on your friends, Lasaj Chuva, they should do chuva. What's Chasidim and Tzadikim is Rabin, you'll see there'll be more Chasidim and Tzadikim in the world. What's Chusim and Tzadikim is Rabin, he talks about, he talks about the beach, he says we have a bracha that we should multiply like the sand. It doesn't mean like grains of sand, so many grains of sand, that we should multiply like the sand, like the sand keeps the waves from taking over the world. Klaistrol keeps the waves from taking over the world, the bad things. The bad side wants to take over the world. They're full of Dinim, hard things. We weaken their koyach, like the beach weakens the water, the power of the water. And then you'll see the Jews will have revach and atzala and sasan and simcha, a main kenyi ratzal. So he says over here that he opens up that the true Abba, the haflarecha kamaycha, what is that? The einlecha Abba, yoyzek, yashiroya, adam daba maguna wa'akiv, yisrael she'adam chetva, avan she'tach lachichai. If you see someone doing something very bad, what the Hathlerech could mean? It means that you should, you should tell him, What does that mean? It means you should bring him close to Hashem. You should do the mitzvahs in the Torah. And that's what's connected to the Mishnah, that the true love, is to bring them close to Hashem. Because if I really love you, then I'm not really worried about the next 50, 40, 50 years. I'm worried, I want to see when Mashiach comes, I want you to come to Elam Haba. I want you to be in the Ziv HaShchina in the next world. So if I really love you, that's really what I'm focusing on. And if you're doing something wrong, that you're hurting yourself, I'm going to tell you that. I'm not going to help you do the wrong thing, I'm going to tell you that. Because I don't want you to end up in that space in the world where the Shamas are floating around. Alright. So I spoke about this last night, I got a lot of crazy reaction today on it. Wow! Did I get reaction on this today? So, Hashem runs the world. And many times, I spoke last time about music, we're not going to talk about that tonight. But many times, girls, young girls, 8th graders, ninth graders, 10th graders, young boys say to me, Rabbi Wallstein, the school caught me or my parents caught me 
texting a boy, talking to a boy. What's so bad? What's so bad? I don't meet him. I don't touch him. Um, I don't even have his picture. We talk. I got problems. He's got problems. You know, problems find each other. Where does it say in the Torah? I guess all the time. Where does it say in the Torah you have to cover your hair? So we have the famous thing with the site there, because the site that remove her hair covering is Mashra from the Torah. She had a hair covering. So we have a riot from the Torah that you have to cover your hair. We have that from Saita, okay? And the other question is, where does it say in the Torah you can't talk to a boy? You have to show them. It doesn't say anywhere. It doesn't say anywhere in the Torah you can't talk to a boy. What? But what? Because it's that's way past talking to a boy. She went to look at the fashion. It's not halacha. It's a story. It's not halacha. It's the number one question. The number one question asked today from 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 girls and from boys is where does the sanitary you can't talk? So now I quote a Mishnah. Mishnah says, "Al Tabasichamisha." That's your wife. Al Kabuchayim, I know the Isha. Halacha, it's a Mishnah. I advise you, you shouldn't talk to a girl, because sci-fi, Yerush Gehenim. In the end, you can end up in bed, you can end up in Gehenim. Rabbi, I'm not going to bed, I don't talk, I just talk on the phone, I'm just texting, Instagramming, whatever it is. He lives in St. Louis, I live in Brooklyn. Show me in the Torah, they threw me out of school, my parents are very angry at me, they want to take my phone away. Show me in the Torah where it says you can't talk to a boy. So, a few months ago, I'm looking because I want. I have. I have. We have Rosh Hashem. Thirteen of Vino volcanoes. Thirteen different cities: Manchester, London, or now We have thirteen places I'm traveling. I'm speaking in each place. It's called the Vino Volcano event. We do the Vino Volcano event. I have to prepare. I can't say the same thing in every place, right? That's not going to work. So I got to prepare. So I took out a Rambam last day. I did uh, Hilchus um, uh, Chuva, Perikvav, whatever it is. And so I took out a Rambam, and I was looking to, in the, in the, in Madah where it talks about Shuva, and I came to Hilchus Yisraeli Torah. Very interesting Hilchus Yisraeli Torah. I'm not going to really speak about Hilchus Yisraeli Torah, but I opened it up already, let me look. You ready? Listen to this. <coughs> I said it last night. Man, did I get reaction today. Hilchus Yisraeli Torah, Perek Hay. You heard it last, you heard it last night? This is crazy. This is what it says. Paraktas, I never said this before. It's a Gomorra. Gomorra talks about Ashes Ish. It's a whole different Gomorra in Sanhedrin. That I understand. Ashes Ish is, is Gilarayas. Gilarayas, you have to die for. That makes sense. It's one of the three sins. That makes sense. Misha Nasan Eno Beisha. A guy saw a woman. The Chala, he became lovesick. She was gorgeous. Chala, he became lovesick. But not the lovers. He got so sick, he's dying. Well, Amu Harayfim said he went to the doctors. See if it's true. Amu Harayfim, we cannot heal him. Ad shetiv Allah. Unless he sleeps with her. So the doctors gave her a prescription. The only way that this guy is going to heal, is going to come out of the sickness, is if you let him be physically with her, and he lives with her in the biblical sense. Zot the Rambam halacha and peritest. Halacha. Yamas. Let him die. Ba'al tis'avu la. He cannot be boil her. He cannot have relations with her. That's the Gemara Sanhedrin, by the way. The Gemara Sanhedrin says, in Sanhedrin say perik ben sayrumayra. Now that's talking about an Aishas Ish. A guy met an Aishas Ish and he said, I'm sorry, if you don't let me sleep with her, I'm going to die. And they pass on Allah, let him die. Why? Because Aishas Ish is Gilarayas. Gilarayas is you have to die for. But here, the Ramam throws the big curveball that I've been telling all these kids. The girl that he saw that he wants to sleep with that he's dying, is a single girl. A young maiden. What's the big Avera? She'll go to the mikvah. 
She's not married. So what's the big Avera? For sure, it's not Gilead Royus. Zok the Rambam, let him die. Even if she's a single girl. Okay, that's a big chiddush. That's the end of my discussion with the kids. He's very straight up, right? No, Rabbi Wallstein, he wants to sleep with her. I'm asking you, what's wrong with talking to her? So, so far, you didn't answer me, Rabbi. Okay? Zot the Rambam. I love when I show them this. I love it. Even to talk to her. From behind the Mechitza. He doesn't even see her. Even to let him talk to her behind the Mechitza. We don't let him do it. The Yamas. Let him die. Now he's really not doing it. He's not touching her. He's not looking at her. I just, just, just let him talk to her and he's, you're going to save his life. Let him talk to her. Let him, let him WhatsApp her. He's not, right? He's not finished. Let him die. Do not let him speak to her. From the other side, Oh, the Mechitza. Don't even let him talk to her. He should let him die. This is very hard to understand. So it wasn't clear last night. So if I were to stop here, guys, and you didn't hear my shit from last night, why are we letting him die? He just wants to talk to her from behind the Mechitza. How many of us talk to people behind the Mechitza? Why are you letting him die? So we would answer. It's like a Ben Sarah Why do you kill a Ben Sarah He didn't do anything yet. Right? He ate a lot of meat. He drank a lot of wine. He didn't do anything yet. So Rashi says, because a guy that does all that is going to end up murdering someone. So we're preventive. So if I learned this, I would say, listen, this guy's an animal. He's an animal. You look at this girl, and he's like, he's dying. So he's really sick. He's really an animal. If a guy could die... Because he wants a woman so bad, he's an animal. He's going to end up being a rapist. So let's let him die now before he rapes somebody. So I would think that the reason we're letting him die is even though he's only he, he says, "Let me just talk to her from the other side of the of, of the mechitza." That's all I need to get better. But in the end, he's such an animal that next time he's going to do the act. It's not talking about where he just wants to and, and he doesn't stand with the guy. Tell us the He's dying. He's sick. Uh-huh, that's the case that I'm talking about. Yeah, so he's dying. not addressing the case that I need to talk to her. No, 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 no. He's dying. And, he, and, 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 he, and, and in the end, if he just talks to her, it'll save his life. Uh-huh. No, she's not, she's not, she's not, she's not, she's not married to anyone. No. Why can't he marry that girl? No, we're letting him die. He's not marrying anybody. He's dead. So if we were to stop the Rambam right here, my opinion would be, this is a very sick puppy, this guy. We need to get, let him go. Because in the end, he's going to rape somebody. But the Rambam doesn't say that. Rambam says something amazing, and every woman that's listening to this, you should understand who you are. And all my girls, and all the girls that are off the derech, and all the girls that are on the derech, and every, every woman that's listening to this, and every guy needs to hear this. So the reason that we let him die is not because he's a parach, he's a low life. Guy is so sick that he's dying because he can't be with a woman. This is a sick guy. In the end, he's going to be a very bad guy. No, that's not what the Rambam says. Says the Rambam something they would do. Says the Rambam, why are we going to let him die? Shaloi, Yehei, Benois, Yisrael, Hefker. Because Jewish girls are not Hefker. Guy wants to talk to a girl because he's so sick he's going to die. What do you think? Our girls are just just okay, so we're going to let them talk to him because he's sick. Our girls are not hefker. Our girls are kaddish. We don't fulfill men's fantasies. It's not what this is about. So the reason says the Rambam that we let him die is not about him. It's about the girls. If you're going to start. Guys are going to get sick. I need to talk to a girl. And you're going to let him talk to the girl. What, what do you think our girls are here for? 
to make someone happy because he's sick because he wants to talk to a girl? Says the Rambam, let him die even if he just wants to talk to her on the other side of Mechitza. I'm not talking about, oh, there's someone I came with me last night. Oh, so you can't talk, like on Shabbos, you can't talk to Mechitza to your sister? I'm like, that's not what's going on here. He's telling them he is so sick. He is so sick that I'll, I, that if I talk to her, it will help me get through what, my, my craziness. I just want to talk to her. I don't even have to see her. Uh-uh-uh. That's, 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 that's going to end up in a riot. That's, our girls, that's not, we don't, we don't put them on a fence to talk to you because you're sick. We, our girls are not free. They're not free, not free for everyone to do whatever they want. It doesn't work that way. And the most famous story, and I said it last night, and it's, if you can look at it in the Medrash, it's unbelievable. The most famous story about this, that we have to understand how holy our Jewish daughters are. That we have to let a Jewish guy die. You know, maybe he's going to do tshuva. Maybe he's going to become a big rub. Maybe he's going to be a big tzaddik. Tomorrow he's going to put on tillin and, and create a tyrant. How many mitzvahs this guy could do? No. He's going to die. We're going to let him die. Why? Because our daughters are not Hefker. So if he has to die, too bad. Where's the most unbelievable case of this? David HaMelech. David HaMelech, when he, when, he, when he shot the stone into, into Goliath's head, Goliath went down, but he wasn't dead. And there was a, Goliath had a, Goliath had a crazy sword. It weighed a lot, a lot, and a spear, and javelin. And when he fell to the ground, David HaMelech ran to get his sword so he could chop his head off. But the sword was locked. The sword was locked with a key. And every great warrior in those days had a weapons carrier, like the golf guy has a guy that carries his golf clubs. What? He had a, he had a, a, a weapons carrier next to him. So there was a weapons carrier there, and he had the key. So Dawud Amalek said to the weapons carrier, if you give me the key to get the sword so I can chop his head off, and you become a gear, any girl you want that's a single girl in, in Klaistral, I will get them to marry you. So his name was Uri Hashiti. And Uri Hashiti gave him the key. And he opened up the lock and he took out the sword and he chopped off Goliath's head. Uri Hashiti became a Balchuva. Became a Ger. It was a Goy Hashiti. Became a Ger. Who did he marry? And when who Uriachiti married? Batsheva. Dabar Amelech saw Batsheva, wanted to marry her, he couldn't, she was married to Uriachiti. Who was the weapons carrier? So Dabar Amelech couldn't marry her, so Uriachiti married her, and then you had the whole case where he sent Uriachiti to the front, and it was the, the, the and Dabar Amelech talks about it in, in the capital, I think it's Chafav or whatever, he talks about his sin, whatever he did between him and Hashem, that this terrible thing happened. Says the Medrash Rabbah, that Akash Baruch Hu said the following. Ah, oh, it's a beautiful Medrash Rabbah. Akash Baruch Hu said, David HaMelech, you made my daughter's Hefker. You told this guy that if he gives you the key and he becomes a Ger, that you will get him any girl that he wants. You are giving out my Jewish girls, said Hashem. So I'm going to take your Zivug, your Zivug, Batsheva, and I'm going to give her to the guy, Uriachiti, because you lose your Zivug to him, because you opened your mouth and said you can have any girl that you want. Any girl that you want? You're making my daughter's Hefker? Any girl he wants? Well, guess what? I'm giving away your Zivug. Jewish girls are not Hefker. So Ramelch are not Hefker. Not, not Hefka in the, in the Rambam. I think it's the most fascinating Rambam. The Rambam says, you die before I let my girl talk to you through the Mechitza. If that's what's making you sick, then you die. Our girls are not here to pleasure you in any which way, even to talk through a Mechitza to make you happy. That's how Kaddish a Jewish woman is. It's a crazy halacha. So he's very open. Also Ladaber. You can't talk to them. If you're talking to them for those reasons, you're better off dead, says, says the Ramam. We're not going to save you. We're going to let you go. It's a very important lesson about what, how Hashem views and how Halakha view a real friend of a person that we learn from Aaron HaKoyen is umikarvim letayra. Is if you want, if you love someone, or you have what's the true love? 
The true love is not giving them what they want. The true love is bringing them to the next world, to Ganeiden, to Elam Haba, to be Makarazim with Torah. That is the true love. The way to get someone to do tshuva is if you are such a tzaddik and you're on such a level and you say Shom Aleichem and you're friendly to these people, they're going to, and at one point they're going to say, this guy thinks I'm so great. He's shaking my hand. He's inviting me for Shabbos. He's showing me a lot of love. I'm not living up to what he thinks. It's called positive criticism, where, you, where someone is not living up. You tell someone, you're, for instance, he's, number, he's batting number four on your team and he's supposed to hit home runs, right? So instead of screaming, screaming at him that for the last two weeks he's been striking out, you call him into the clubhouse and you're like, listen, mister, I saw you in spring training. Your swing, I mean, you're a home run hitter. You, you're my main man. There's no one that hits the ball further than you. You're amazing. The guy walks out of the room, he's like, wow, he really complimented me, but I'm not acting amazing. I haven't hit the ball in four weeks. So he disciplines himself. He didn't say one negative word. In this Mishnah, Aaron didn't say one negative word. He didn't say to the Russia, why are you talking about davening? After davening, the guy was talking the whole time. You walk over to him, you're like, Shalom Aleichem, how are you? So nice that you come to shul, and the guy's like, oh my God, I was talking all down, and this guy's he's being so nice to me, so the next time he won't do that anymore. Wow, you got called up to the Torah, what a beautiful bracha! Meanwhile, two minutes before that, he was, he was yapping, and it was killing you! It's killing you, he was yapping, right? He walked to me, what a beautiful bracha! So nice that you're here, we love that you're diving with us! The guy calls back into his corner. He's like, oh my God, I can't do that. I can't talk anymore. Look at the rub. He's so nice to me. And I'm such a low life. He'll change. You don't have to criticize him. You just set an example. It has to be positive. That's how you change a person. That's what Aaron Akhayan did. That's the way of Shalom. And the Oyev Shalom. And the Makav and the And that's who he was. Our objective is to bring people into the next world. To bring them to Ganeiden, to bring them to, to good places, to, to get them to do mitzvahs. That's, that's what we're here for. And the third point that we have, we have to be very careful with how we treat Jewish girls. You see here how Kershbarchu looks at his daughters. So be very careful that we, that we, we treat them with derech eretz and they're not an object of desire and it's not, that's not, they're not responsible because you're a mishiga and you're out of control, right? They don't have to go down to, to what you need and things like that. We see from the Ramam very clearly that, that talking to a girl for the wrong reasons, because you want to be satisfied and you want to create a relationship, halach is, let the guy die before you let him do that. So it's a, it's a huge, a huge thing that we have to think about. And we should be able to see him, his Yorzai was Echad Ba'av, we should be able to see him Bezrat Hashem in the Beis Hamikdash. I'd just like to let everyone know that next week, next week, Monday night, which is Tisha B'Av, um, or Nava online, you can go online. I'll be speaking at night all day long. You can go online. Um, there's many, many, many speakers, Rabbi Lamb, Charlie Harari, myself, a whole day, a whole day in Arnava. We're speaking. We would love um, to go online and, 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 and watch the speeches and get some chizik. And on top of that, for all the women that are watching tonight, um, our Nava right now needs to hire um, two two secretaries in our office. We also need to hire a therapist for the ranch. Anybody that lives in Muncie that's watching, um, anyone that's willing to move up state, uh, we need a real therapist. Um, and we need two girls, two from girls that um, would come up and... Um, just be counselors. You don't have to have any degrees or anything like that. We're looking for two counselors. We have a room on the ranch for you. Um, so anyone who's interested, please um, call Arnava, which is O-H-R, uh, 718-O-H-R-N-A-A-V. Or um, you could call me at 917-439. Maybe I should give out my number. Um, everyone has it anyway. 917-439-3368. We'll send an email to ornavaohrnava.com. Uh, we need we need three girls right now, three people up in the ranch. The ranch is amazing. It's what should I tell you? I was there pretty much a whole week this week. Uh, we got chickens, we got ducks. It's very self-controlled. We met the Shem in two weeks. We're expecting to have 75 um, eggs laid a week. Um, Avi's doing an amazing job of it. He's the farmer. So we have our own eggs, organic. We have duck eggs, organic. 
Uh, we planted, I had the radishes by, on my Shabbos table this week for the soup. We're planted there and, 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 and harvested there. We have corn and we have, we have uh, squash and all kinds of things growing. And I think this week they're bringing up uh, sheep. Um, he's going to actually shear the wool and teach them how to do things with the wool. And we're getting goats. And we're going to have goat milk, which if you're, if you're lactose intolerant, you can have goat milk and you're going to make goat cheese. And the place is just going to be like self-sufficient. It's unbelievable. If there's a nuclear war, we can all come up to the ranch because we have a self-sufficient <laughs> But anyway, it's, it's going amazing. And anyone that's, that hears or knows somebody, we need a therapist very badly right now. We have a clinical director, but we're growing and we need another therapist. And we need really two nice from Jewish mechanechases to come up there and, and be on premises and um, and you do not have to have any degrees. You just have to have a lot, lot you have to have a lot of love. Please contact us and Mitzvah Shem next week. I'm hoping that you'll watch the Tisha B'Av Shir from the Chutzner and the Beis Hamidrash. And we should see Mashiach from Harry Amen Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.